This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Sumiko Tan, Executive Editor of The Straits Times. Welcome to the Lunch with Sumiko podcast series, where I get up close with newsmakers over lunch and a selfie. Professor Liu Yixin has been at the forefront of the fight against COVID-19 as head of the National Centre for Infectious Diseases. Some might not know this, but the early part of her career was focused on HIV, which causes AIDS. She headed Singapore's HIV programme to provide treatment to patients at a time when there was social stigma against the disease. On COVID-19, she says the virus will continue mutating and she urges Singaporeans not to get complacent. We're meeting for lunch at the NUSS Mandalay Guild House where she's having a mushroom soup and salad and I'm tucking into a most delicious dish of Hainanese pork chops. You did uh, HIV and AIDS, right, for some time. How did that come about? At that point, because infectious disease uh, was still a relatively young and new uh, feel, right? We basically being trained as a general infectious disease uh, physicians, and we were given the opportunity to go overseas to sub-specialize or to learn more. So I decided that uh, I should go to Los Angeles, and I did my one-year posting in Cedar Sinai. I was there 1992. There was a period of time where HIV/AIDS became one of the most challenging uh, clinical conditions. So I get to learn quite a lot of the HIV management in Los Angeles. Then I came back to Singapore uh, and I realised that a lot of things we can do for the HIV positive people. At that time, the conditions wasn't too good. Uh, We don't really have a lot of medication. The patients, they are not provided with subsidised care. It is uh, pretty much a neglected group of people that require more equitable care. So I decided to take up the challenge. So in 1995, I started the HIV program in Singapore. Which has been the most challenging period in this whole COVID pandemic? The most challenging thing to me is how fast can we respond? How fast can we move? Speed is one of the key factors. The virus is moving very, very fast and it never rests. Whereas for us, if we don't move at the pace where the virus is moving, you will realise that you are being led by the virus. So you're not ahead of the curve. So if you think that vaccine has given us the age to be above the virus, then we have to think again. Because Omicron taught us a very good lesson of the immune evasions, of the constant change of the virus. What are you most worried about in terms of, say, human behaviour when it comes to COVID-19? I know it is human for us to want to get back to uh, the so-called normal life uh, before COVID-19. But at the same time, I think it's also important for us to now be able to examine what COVID-19 has taught us. Where are the good things that we can learn from COVID-19? If I can reduce my risk of respiratory infections, what can I do? And once I can internalise that, I actually do not need any more of the so-called policy that hardwire into uh, a lot of all these restrictions because it becomes part of me. I do believe that one day we don't really need to mandate that everybody must wear a mask. 
we will automatically put on a mask in situations we think we are at risk or we do not want to risk others. How do you see COVID you know, panning out the next one year? Do you think it will disappear? I think we are still at the dynamic situations uh, between us human and, uh, and the virus. Although it has been two plus years, we kind of know a little bit about the virus, but the knowledge is not complete. So there's still a lot about the virus that we need to continue uh, to study. Dynamic in the sense that the virus will continue to mutate. How can we help to slow down the mutations? So the most important thing is we slow down the transmission. It will not disappear, I think. We have to keep a very open mind, uh, be very flexible, uh, expect the unexpected. This, the common phrase that I have to use because of my two years of uh, encountering uh, SARS-CoV-2. Do you sleep well at night? Depends. <laughs> it really depends on uh, a, a lot of things, depending on the workload uh, and, and, and many other things that sometimes, you know, may just circulate in your brain <laughs> that affect the, uh, the complete rest. Thanks very much for having lunch. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Lunch with Sumiko, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Check out my previous interviews with newsmakers and don't forget to subscribe to Lunch with Sumiko on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.